everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Bullshit Propaganda. My name is Sebastian Raj and I am your host. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome. So the whole premise here is to question the ideas and concepts a lot of us have grown up with and accept it as truths. To call it out, have an open discussion and just, you know, calling bullshit on the crap. So Today, um, we're going to be talking about therapy and how there's this assumption people have that therapy will fix you. But before we get into that, um, obviously, I've got to say sorry and um, kind of give a couple of reasons why I've been MIA for about a month now. So the last episode I did was um, just before the New Year's and despite having intentions to come back on it, and you know January I just got really busy with work um and then when that was done I kind of just lost the motivation to do this and I did not want to you know put out an episode half-heartedly and I did not want to put out content that I didn't feel good about basically so that's it I'm not gonna go into it further than that um just because I feel like this is a passion project more than anything else and I only want to do it if I want to do it. So that's pretty much it. But thank you so much to everyone who's, you know, messaged me about the podcast and asking me when the next episode was going to be. You know, the two or three people who did that. Thank you very, very much. Um, And to everyone else who's continuing to listen and keep it up. Thank you, thank you so much, and let's get into it. Okay, so let's talk about therapy. Um, To those who might not know, I have a background in psychology. I did my degree in general psych and my master's in health psychology. And I'm just someone who is generally very passionate about mental health. Um, Having said that, I am also Asian, and I grew up in Asia, in Malaysia, and trying to go ask for help like mental support help um from someone else someone outside my social circle was something i struggled with i still struggle with sometimes because i have this mentality that most of us i know are familiar with uh, of well you know i can fix it myself and be like oh, i'll give it one more week i'm sure i can do something that will help me help myself basically and that's something I'm still struggling with despite having been to therapy and having found therapy really, really helpful and would absolutely recommend it to anyone out there, whether or not you're struggling. So let's, you know, rewind it back for a bit. Yeah. Um, let's talk about my sort of situation, I suppose, or my history with mental health. So um, I was always a very happy-go-lucky child. Um even as a teenager, I was pretty happy, I would say, very, you know, easygoing. But I also started dealing with um, an eating disorder from about the age of 14 to 15. It started off as um, something really mild. You know, I started putting on weight because of puberty, which was very normal, but didn't know back then that it was very normal. And growing up around people who were much smaller, like I live in Klang, I used to live in Klang which has a large Chinese population. And so the bodies that I saw, especially with women or girls, was these small bodies that, you know, were very, very unlike my own. At least 
unlike the one that was my, my body was becoming. And I didn't know how to deal with that. And people around me, my family included, um, told me to cut down on my food. You know, they were like, oh, just eat less rice and, you know, it'll be fine or whatever. And that's how it started. And slowly it became worse and worse. And by the time I was in A-levels, it was horrible. Like I was anorexic. I had terrible body dysmorphia. I was probably over-exercising. And then, you know, it, com- it went into binge eating disorder when I was in medical school. And then I, you know, became, I started, you know, uh, eating plant-based and became vegan. And I thought I was doing better, but not really because I was still on the yo-yo cycle of eating, you know, too little and then eating too much, basically binge eating disorder, right? And then, but even throughout all of that, my mood was generally, at least as I remember it, okay. Like I dealt with things kind of all right. I mean, I had stress due to like studies and stuff, but nothing that was like, you know, unfounded. Um, like emotions that made no sense like that wasn't the case like if I was stressed I knew why I was stressed it was because of exams or A-levels and so I was okay generally but then when I was in medical school towards the end of my first year I was struggling not for the studies like I actually did pretty well but I hated being in medical school because I didn't could not see myself being a doctor like I could not see myself having someone's life in my hands like making those huge decisions day to day and it stressed me out and it I just went into depression like severe depression which probably wasn't helped by the fact that like I was restricting calories before that and eventually actually just in a few months I kind of got out of it sort of on my own after months of sitting in my room in the dark and just watching TV and binge eating all day, um, making the decision to quit medical school and then doing it, honestly, probably was the biggest reason why I felt a lot better. But that kind of resolved itself, you know? So I didn't really think too much about going to get help or therapy or anything like that because I could pinpoint this, that like downward spiral to one exact thing, which was medical school. And then I was okay. I did my degree in psychology and I was doing pretty well. But I would still kind of have bouts of ups and downs in my mood, um, which were accompanied by like normal eating patterns and then binge eating. Normal eating pattern and binge eating, which, you know, was something I struggled with loads because when I binge eat, I tend to just shut down. Like I just run away from everything. I don't do work. I don't do my like assignments or my like work work and stuff gets like stalled and then I feel really bad about that really guilty and it's just like a vicious cycle and that went on for a while it still kind of does but less so now and then I was doing much better I would say till I came back to Malaysia after my degree and I was supposed to go to my master's but I had to defer a year and that year I had a job as a researcher Uh, research assistant sorry and that year I struggled a lot because I you know in retrospect it was because I had lost my identity because I didn't know who I was in the sense of I'd been a student all my life and then suddenly I was like in a working sort of environment but not having planned to be there so soon and I struggled a lot with it 
I did go to the um, psychiatrist who, you know, immediately diagnosed me with depression. She was like, she saw my face. She was like, you're depressed, <laughs> which I was like, shit, I didn't know I was that obvious. I thought I was hiding it pretty well or like that it wasn't that obvious, I guess. But apparently it was. And she wanted to put me on antidepressants. And at the time, I did not want to go on medication because I did not think, and I stand by that, I did not think that my depression was that severe that I required medication. So I asked if I could instead, you know, just do therapy and maybe do something, like vitamins, something like mild, but nothing like antidepressants, basically. Um, And... I kept going to therapy, but honestly, I didn't see it really helping me. And I think that was just because it was a bad fit, the psychiatrist and me. Like, I just didn't feel like she understood what I said, or maybe she, I felt like she was judging me a bit, though I don't think she was. And she just kept, like, wanting to revert to medication, which I just found a bit annoying. Um, because she's a psychiatrist and a Malaysia psychiatrist, and are medical doctors and they tend to be quite pharmaceutical in that regard and so that went on for a while then she diagnosed me with ADHD which was so freaking weird because I did well in school I still do well academically I did never have thought of myself as someone with attention deficit and when she said that and then I was like are you sure she was like yeah yeah you said these things about like how you have to listen to music when you study or like be in a loud area when you are doing work and all that, like that and a couple of the things. And she's like, yeah, makes makes sense if you were depressed. Now, uh, sorry, if you were, um, if you had ADHD. And I was like, um, okay, I mean, you've been doing this for all your life. Like, you should know better. So let's go with that. Sure, why not? Right? And she put me on Ritalin, which is an ADHD medication. And honestly, I did not do great it actually ended up giving me anxiety so on top of depression now I had anxiety which I thought I kind of had anxiety before or like bouts of it but Ritalin made me realize what anxiety felt like like racing heartbeat and all that jazz and it was not fun to the psychiatrist I decided to go off it and I just stopped seeing that psychiatrist as well because I just didn't find that she was helping me at all again no fault to her that's just because it wasn't a right fit and I guess that's a good segue into talking about one of the things why therapy is not what you think it is Um, a big thing about getting you know any kind of psychological help from someone else is that you have to find the right fit when it comes to seeing a therapist or a psychologist or a psychiatrist counselor whoever because not everyone will fit you, like not just their personality, but also the style of therapy that they're prescribing. So some people might do um, psychotherapy, right? The basic kind of therapy that we think of, where like you lie on the couch and you talk for hours and you, you know, very Freudian, very like, let's figure out what's what's like behind all of these emotions and these thoughts and like what are your triggers. Um, Then there's the other one, which is, BCT, behavioral cognitive therapy. BCT, really? Really, Suba? I did psychology. That's my major. I should know better. I meant CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, which is the one that I ended up 
going for last year when I was in my master's and after COVID and being stuck at home, my situation like just became worse because I could not do the usual things that I would do to cope. So going to a cafe to do work instead of being at home, like all of those things were taken away, just like for everyone else. And I, you know, could not deal with being stuck in my room working. So I was doing my placement and my dissertation at the same time. So there's just a lot on my plate and I had to be productive a lot. And I was just struggling with it, not being able to, you know, have this, the usual social interactions that I had. And after speaking to my lecturers, um, who were really, really helpful, I ended up after months of, like after weeks or months of telling myself, no, no, I'll fix myself, you know, the usual crap that I talked about before. And after months of doing that, I finally was like, you know what, okay, I'm going to do this. The university provides free sessions, like why not, right? Use the resources that are available to me. And I did it. I went, I signed up, signed up, and after about, I think, four weeks or something, they got back to me, and I was paired with a CBT therapist who, you know, helped me out, basically, and I would speak to her on Zoom once a week, and for six weeks, and that went on. And the beginning, it was actually really weird, because CBT was so different to um, the kind of therapy that I was used to um, both from my like one previous experience and from like stuff we see on in movies and TV and all that stuff, right? Because you tend to think of therapy as the one where you're like sitting on the couch with the just you know pouring out all your problems and your emotions and your feelings and thoughts and the therapist kind of directing your thoughts and interpreting what you mean, which was what I kind of, even though I'd learned what CBT was in my course, and I should know, right? Like, this is my background. Yet, I did not, and I was taken aback at first, and then I didn't really like it in the beginning, to be honest, and I actually did feel like I didn't have the right fit with this therapist, but I stuck it out because, you know, it's free. It's only six weeks, so six sessions. I was like, why the heck not? Like, I don't have anything else to do. And it was really, really easy because all I had to do was open my laptop. So even if I was in a down that day, all I had to do was open my laptop. Like, it was really not that much effort from my part. So I did that, and it was actually really helpful. Compounded with, I don't think it was just... So here's the thing. So it was really helpful, sure. And like I said, I'll always, always talk about therapy like it's... The best thing in the world but and here's going back to the bullshit with calling out therapy will not fix you therapy is just one person talking to you or you talking to one person and that person helping you out that's just one part of it especially i think i learned this especially with cbt because cbt is very goal oriented and a lot of it has like that's homework and you have to work on stuff on your own at in your own time outside of the session because the session's only like an hour. An hour a week is not enough time to put in for your mental health and your well-being. It's the same as saying, oh, you should only, like you only need to exercise your body once a week and you should be fine. No, you're supposed to do it at least three days a week of consistent exercise for your body to maintain your 
physical health. And the same goes for mental health. Like it's a consistent effort and it's not just in therapy. And here's the other thing, right? It what I don't think it was just therapy. At least that time, um, when the months went on and my housemates and I were like getting more comfortable, we decided to spend more time together. We would study together and do our like work together in the kitchen. That helped me so much because I would speak to my therapist and then I would also come out and speak to my housemates about how I was feeling. And throughout the week, I would always vent to them and, you know, discuss what I'm going through with them because that's just how I cope. And I needed that. Like, that was what I think helped me sometimes even more so than therapy itself. So therapy was helpful and it gave me direction in how to, you know, navigate my feelings and my emotions and my thoughts. But I really needed the other output, which was talking to my friends and hanging out with my friends, doing things outside of just doing my dissertation and my placement and working out and reading by myself. Like, I am an extrovert. I needed that interaction. I really, really needed that. And that's what I think helps me more than anything sometimes. But it was, like, that's the other thing. Like, it's never just one thing. It is a multitude of things. And here's the other, the different components that help you now will not necessarily help you again in the future. I think that's really important to remember that what is good for you right now. So maybe therapy, CBT worked for me then and being with my friends worked for me then and playing Scrabble every morning worked for me then. But doesn't mean that that will continuously work for me. So if I go through another down or, you know, if just everyday life, it might change. And I think that's another thing people need to be able to understand and accept, right? Basically, all I want to say is that, like, any one thing is helpful, but it's never about just one thing. And here I'm talking about therapy, but it can be for any other sort of way you're helping yourself. So that's physical activity, um, social support, uh, meditation. All these things are good for you, but it doesn't mean that they will continuously be right for you throughout your life. And, you know, everyone's different, right? Everyone's going through different things. Like, I had depression and anxiety and basically almost like a mild bipolar sort of situation where I would have highs and then I would have really low lows. Um, And that was my experience, right? Like, everyone else's experience is so different. And... It irks me. It annoys me when people get give you like advice based on their own experience, like not just oh, like this helped me, but telling you what to do. F off, people. Like f off. And people who tout certain types of therapy or supports uh, system that as like the best thing in the world, or like this will cure everything. Oh, this is the best thing for you. Blah blah blah. Like sh- bullshit. Okay, bull freaking shit. Everyone is different. Every body is different. Every mind is different. And you need to figure that out for yourself. And it takes time. I would not have known what anxiety felt like had I not been on Ritalin. I would not have known um, how to deal with my emotions and myself had I not gone through those like highs and lows. 
because I would ne- I don't think if I hadn't gone through any of those things, I don't think I would ever have slowed down long enough to deal with my emotions because again, we're Asians. We're not used to, you know, confronting our emotions or talking about them. I've always pushed them down because like this is something I worked out in the last year or so because I had to sit and think about it partially because of my therapy and the homework she gave me was why do I do that like why the freaking shit do I not deal with my emotions despite being someone who's super pro people dealing with their emotions and putting emotions giving emotions just as much importance as your cognitive or like your thinking or your physical health like I'm that person I I'm always like oh yeah yeah you should cry you should do all these things but me myself hell no I don't deal with my emotions but why and for me this is just an example obviously but for me I with time I figured out that it partially came from this thought that I picked up somewhere along my life that dealing with emotions or like letting me feel my emotions so sitting and just being sad for a while for a day or two was unproductive that it took away from my ability to do things i guess and i had to deal with that i had to figure that out for myself and understand that and i still am figuring it out and i still don't really deal with my emotions super well i just um in like sunday to basic wednesday i had a down and i was binge eating pretty much all throughout the day just eating crap i had like a whole pack of oreos for a snack um and i've been through therapy right like i've dealt with stuff i've worked on stuff yet it wasn't enough because i need to continuously work on it and that's on me and maybe i need to go to therapy again because that external you know person to like hold me accountable is really helpful i think but let's be honest therapy is expensive people so that's the other thing right like if therapy is way too expensive for you and it really is like most of my friends now um can't afford therapy because like we are all making very little money so maybe talk to a friend find support groups make a support group find people who are going through the same thing just like three or four and just keep trying trying and if you fail that's okay that is okay people just keep trying and just don't rely on one thing to think that it'll fix you like just because you pay for six sessions or seven or go for two years of therapy you do not come out being this fixed version of yourself you will mess up again life will drag you down again and it's just about continuously trying Okay, I guess that's it from me today. Um thank you thank you so much to everyone who's still listening and keeping up with the podcast and I hope you enjoyed this little rant, this solo rant on my part. Um I actually got some really good reviews on my last solo episode, so I hope that, you know, those two or three people who gave me feedback 
I hope those sentiments were shared by more people. <laughs> and、um, there will be more episodes coming up soon with other guests that I've already written up and proposed to those people. Just waiting, you know, for scheduling to work out. And other than that, I hope that you found this. Episode somewhat helpful as well because I think it's so important to talk about mental health and not just talk about what's good in an abstract sense, but to give people an idea of exactly what each person is has gone through. Because I found that really helpful when I first wanted to go into therapy. Or even when I wanted to go into therapy for the second time, I was still apprehensive, and I found it really, really helpful to have my friend. Shout out to Ananya, who was on my first episode. Gosh, I shouldn't try to sing, but shout out to her for、um, you know helping, giving me some like practical, I guess, experience、um, on her part, like from her experience with therapy and her friends' experiences with therapy, and just. Like helping me see just how it would unfold, I suppose, which was super helpful. And so I hope this kind of did the same thing for someone out there who's looking to get help and whatnot, but also giving you a realistic sort of view on it because it's like I said, it's not gonna fix you. But otherwise,、um, hope you guys are having a wonderful time wherever you are, whatever time it is. And that you will keep tuning in every Monday for new episodes, if I keep up to the scheduling and don't fall off for another month this time. And if I do fall off,、um, feel free to still message me on、um, Instagram at Sabashni Raj and give me your suggestions, your ideas, your comments, anything. I'm open here, people. I need guests. I need interesting topics. And yeah, feel free to shoot me something. I'm here for you. I'm here listening. Okay. I don't know why I'm talking like this. Oh my lord. Okay. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. Thanks for listening and bye.